Thank you for that extremely well-spoken introduction. For those of you who don't know me, once again, my name is Mohammed Shehu. And to summarize what she said, you can think of me as a one-man advertising agency. So all that stuff she mentioned is what they usually do for advertising and marketing and brand strategy, and that's what I'm into. And I've got a background, as she mentioned, in social media, because that's what my current PhD research is on. So I thought I'd come here today and just sort of share what I know with everybody who's here, because some people need that little help to really shine on social media. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. What do you think is the best social media network for a speaker? Anybody? Yes. YouTube for me. YouTube, okay. YouTube. It's a trick question. The truth is, as Candy has said, it really depends on what you speak about and who you're speaking to. So, for example, if someone speaks about business leadership, then ideally, the social media network they should be on is what? LinkedIn. Correct. But if you were speaking about teenage depression, would you be on LinkedIn? Where would you go? Facebook. Facebook. Uh huh. Instagram. Instagram. Uh huh. Twitter. We're missing a very key one. That's the one. Because a lot of teenagers and kids spend time on Snapchat. So why not go to where they are and use the platform for your own benefit and to spread that message, right? The first thing you need to know about social media is figuring out what it is you want. Social media is literally just another touch point of marketing. And marketing, as we all know, starts with you knowing what it is you're trying to achieve with your marketing, where you're trying to take your brand. So what is it that you want? Do you want sales? Do you want leads? Do you want people to go to your website? Are you trying to build your brand and get people to talk about you and build that community on social media? Knowing what it is you want will help you and guide your social media strategy because that's where it all starts. When you know what you want, you know exactly how you can go about getting it. Once you've gotten on social media, you've created your LinkedIn profiles, your YouTube channel, your Facebook page, you then need to get a copywriter, especially if English is not your first language or second or third, right? You need someone who's going to polish your bio, someone who's going to polish your CV, someone who's going to polish your page details and make it sing. When you're giving out your media kit to the press, it needs to be free of mistakes, free of typos, it needs to read well. Copywriters are specialists in that, so they know how to make you shine on paper. Another thing you need to do on social media once you, you're up and running is to follow the right people. And the reason for that is it allows you to keep an eye on what's going on. So for example, Michael gets on social media, he opens his Twitter account, and he needs to get you know, recommendations of people to follow. It would be beneficial for Michael to follow someone like Candy, because Candy is also a speaker and she's in the industry. To follow someone like Brendan, to follow Lucas, to follow anybody who is in your field, who is in that industry that you want to speak upon. It allows you to then get valuable content to reshare. So if Candy found a very interesting article that she shared, Michael can retweet that to his followers, right? And so Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and WhatsApp is also another brilliant way to connect with other people in your industry. Those of you who don't know, yes, there's a PSAN WhatsApp group. So if you're trying to be a speaker, that would be one of the first places that you should get onto. If you want to do that, I think you can talk to either Brendan or Candy or Michael. I'm not sure which one of them is the, is the admin. But they're the ones who can then get you onto that so that you can meet other like-minded people, people who, like you, are also starting out speaking. Sharing interesting stuff on social media is, well, being social. That's what social media is all about. And as they say, be sweet, retweet, okay? If you see something interesting, reshare it. Because if you found it interesting, there's a whole bunch of other people in your list who might also find it interesting. And that's how you keep them coming back. Because you know, every time I go to Pascaline's page, I'm going to find something interesting that will make my day. Now, remember the 80-20 rule or the Pareto principle, value to sales, 
The reason why you should share interesting content is because, again, on social media, you need to be social. So the majority of the stuff you post, that's the 80% part, needs to provide value. For the people who are following you, for the people that you've connected with on social media, you need to provide value first. You don't run onto social media and start spamming people with, hey, come to my show. Hey, buy a ticket. Hey, are you coming? Would you talk like that to someone that you've just met in real life? No. You would sit down with them. You'd have a conversation. How are you doing? What are you about? What's your story? And then you tell them your story. And you form a connection. And you do that over and over and over again over a certain period of time until you get to a point that 20% where you've got an event that's coming up. And now it's much easier to convince this new person to buy a $500 ticket to your show because they now know who you are as a person. They know how you speak. They know what you think about, what you talk about. So they're much more likely to actually put money in your pocket. And the 11th commandment, thou shalt not spam. Do not spam. Do not forcibly ask people to buy your ticket over and over again. They'll block you. And you don't want that. So social media comes with its own rules of etiquette, or as they say, netiquette, network or internet etiquette. The same way you wouldn't randomly rock up to your neighbor's house and ask for food or sugar or oil. It's the same way, this is not anymore, right? Because now we've got gates. So thou shalt not spam. Another thing is to boost your content. Now, how many of you here are familiar with the recent algorithm changes that Facebook instituted? Hands up. Brendan, naturally. Yes, the gentleman over there. You too, Pascaline? Okay, so what, what, what is the algorithm? What changed? In January of 2018, Facebook instituted a new rule. Content from pages. So you know how you have a Facebook profile and you have a Facebook page? So the content from Facebook pages has been demoted in the newsfeed. So whereas before, if you had a page, you could be sure that your followers are going to see your content. We're now at a point where Facebook is like, uh -uh. we're going to give people content from their friends. And you, as a page, as a brand, as a company, trying to get your message in front of those eyes, is going to be severely demoted unless you pay to play. That's the reality of Facebook now. You need to pay to play. If you want to get any serious traction on your posts, on your content, on your page, you need to boost it. So be mindful of algorithm changes. And it's very important to also keep an eye out on this stuff when you see stuff in the news. So boost relevant posts, right? you don't have to boost everything. The stuff that you feel is important that people should know about, the stuff that you feel is shareable, the stuff that you feel is valuable, that's the stuff you should boost. And then of course, also boosting the page itself or the profile. So your Twitter account, your LinkedIn company page, your Facebook page, you can boost the page itself. And the golden rule of social media advertising, less text, more pixels. And then automate. You only have so many hours in a day. The stuff you need to get done, and sometimes you don't want to have to think about what you're going to post, when you're going to post it all the time because you forget. So there are lots of tools that can help you plan ahead. First things first, you need to get a content calendar. And this is simply a list with dates and content that you want to put out on specific dates or specific months. Perfect example of this is if you've got a brilliant idea about relationships and marriages, but you're in the middle of September, you can schedule it using Buffer or Hootsuite for the next February. And so in this way, you can populate your content calendar and then have it spread out over several months or weeks or days or years. And it will just come out on the day you specify. You can even pre-boost it. So that as soon as it launches, it is boosted automatically. This is just a way to help you with your workflow and to make sure that you don't worry so much about when you're going to post or if you're not posting enough or whether your fans haven't heard from you. And then of course, if you need to do some basic designs, I'd usually advise getting a graphic designer or doing it properly yourself, creating some tutorials or some training, but you can also use canva.com for some basic designs. And then of course, connect your Dropbox, your OneDrive and your Google Drive so that you have your content calendar accessible on the go in your pocket. And then tease. You don't want to give people everything up at once, especially if you're having a show coming up or a performance. You need to tease people. We call it a drip campaign. And what that is, is you, it's like a tap. 
instead of opening it fully, you just give them a drop, a drop, a drop, a drop. So your drip campaign can contain lots of elements from selected quotes from your speech. You know what you're going to say, you've got it in advance, so you create those little quote images that you see on Instagram all the time, and you just schedule them in advance. So if you've got three months until the next event, you can say, okay, cool, every Monday, I'll put a quote from the speech, and then I'll put a photo of the process. So it's very important that you take lots of photos, and we're gonna to get to that shortly. Take behind the scenes, and this is not just for speaking, by the way, this applies to any industry you're in. If you're launching a campaign, or something is coming up, a show is coming up, you want to give them small nuggets just to keep them coming back, little breadcrumbs. Another very important aspect of social media is the use of hashtags. Now, when done right, hashtags can be a powerful way of getting people to know about your event and to come and visit your page and follow and like, especially on Instagram. If you use the right hashtags on Instagram, you'll get people from all over the world who are checking out your photos simply because you targeted them properly. If you overdo it, then you're harming yourself. Because first of all, the post itself becomes unreadable. It's no longer a pleasure to view because you're just spamming hashtag. Remember the 11th commandment? Thou shalt not spam. <laughs> all right? So use them on everything. On all your merchandise, on every slide, you'll notice at the corner there, present, present. The reason for that is so that when Pascaline here is taking a photo and she sends it to her friend, they're going to know what today's topic was about. So use them on all your merchandise, in all your gift bags, and of course on social media before, during, and afterwards. And then Snap. Now some of you here use an extremely expensive cell phones, but you don't use them to their full potential. What do you do? You call, you text, you WhatsApp, and what's the fourth one? You play Candy Crush. You're holding a machine, a beast, and you're playing Candy Crush. So learn to Snap. Take lots of photos, capture every moment, document your life. Because here's the truth, as a speaker, people are not following your brand, they're following you as a person. Because of that, you need to hook them into your life. And the easiest way to do that is to simply document whenever you're doing something share-worthy. If you're at a cool place, you've traveled to Cape Town, you're there by the waterfront, snap, put it on. Let people know where you are. Let people go, wow, Michael, I wish I was you. Yeah, come to my next show, though. That's the kind of content that you don't have to think too much about. It happened, it's organic. You take the photo, you post it, everybody loves it. You gain more followers. When you're at work, take crowd shots. For those of you who don't know what crowd shots is, you might have seen some of the famous South African musicians do that. At the end of a concert, they'll stand with their back to the crowd and they'll pull out their phone and they take a shot. That's a crowd shot to show all the people who didn't come what they're missing. So the next time you put out a call for them to buy tickets, they're gonna show up because FOMO, fear of missing out. So crowd shots, your outfit as well, if you're looking good for the day before a performance, take a photo, put it on, say this is what I'm wearing today. Candy's very good at that. If you've ever seen how Candy dresses at shows, it's like, wow, who dressed you? But she doesn't take photos, so now we don't know. Candy, take more photos. <laughs> so capture every moment and put it out on social media. Obviously you need to be careful what you put. Yeah, yeah. You need to be careful what you put because sometimes it can backfire. But most of the time, people just want to see good content. And they want to see you enjoying your life because they live vicariously through you. Another thing is to record. So this is just like Snap. Now, there's a saying on the internet, pics or it didn't happen. Who's ever heard about that? Pics or it didn't happen. Basically, what that means is if there is no photographic evidence of what you are claiming, it never happened. It never did. And it's the same thing with speaking. You're making it up. How do we know you actually stood with Obama? Where, where are the photos? So it's the same thing, videos or it didn't happen. If there's no videographic evidence, in fact, as a speaker, the only thing you leave a place with, a show, a stage, a conference, a seminar, a workshop, is visual evidence that you were actually there. If there are no photos of you on that stage, if there are no photos of you holding the mic and speaking, nobody will know you're a speaker because they can't see it. 
You see? So make it easy for people to believe that you're authentic, that you're real, that you exist, that you actually book shows. So take fan videos before and after. Before a show or before a performance, walk up to one of your fans and say, hey, what do you expect me to get out of the show? Put that video on social media. That's another way to generate content. Upload your audio to Anchor, put your videos on YouTube, and then of course go live. Don't be afraid. Like I said, don't worry about how you look. So go live, experiment with it, and always record what is happening in your speaking career. Make use of stories and broadcasts. So this is an underrated platform. WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, they all have have these statuses people are bored they go through them every day incessantly obsessively stories and the good thing about stories is if you've got your read receipts on you can see how many people have actually viewed your status so that helps you to plan okay people like this content more than this let me do more of this and do less of this whatsapp statuses facebook statuses make use of them and then talk your speaker talk respond to comments respond to dms ask questions because that's the way to keep the conversation going when someone posts something on your page respond engage and have your collateral ready so if someone asks you for your rate card it must be ready the pdf must be sitting on your phone you shouldn't have to say no wait let me go home and prepare it for you and then i'll email it to you no have it ready your cv have it ready your bio have it ready media kit everything should be on tap and then lastly outsource whatever you can't do yourself or you feel you can't do good enough outsource it save time and shine because someone else who's a specialist is going to do it for you and they're going to make you look good your graphics your visuals your social media if you feel you want to focus more on the speaking get someone who's good at social media and have them manage your social media for you your website make it good and if you can't make it good get someone who's going to make it good for you your books get an editor to read through your content your looks if you don't dress well get a stylist that's what they're there for outsource whatever it is you can't do yourself or don't have the time to do pay for it and save time and shine so if I can't Google you or follow you on social media, you don't exist. <laughs> yes, I said it right here. If I cannot find anything on the web about you, as far as I'm concerned, you don't exist. Because if I'm trying to pull a show, I'm trying to set up a conference or seminar, and I'm trying to invite people from outside the country, they're going to first of all Google to find out who you are. Who are you? Where do you exist? How many followers do you have? So if you don't exist online in one form or another, as far as people are concerned, you're a non-entity. So this is why it's so important to have a present presence. And that brings me to the end of my talk. If you'd like to contact me, those are my contact details. I'm also available on all social media. Let's connect on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Thank you guys so much for coming here today.